0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We've been looking at the 23rd Psalm and the question I've been asking this week is, what do you fill your cup with? Each morning we have a choice of what do you drink first thing in the morning? We're thirsty after sleeping all night, our body's dehydrated. Uh, Do you do the wise thing and drink water? Or you're like me, sometimes you just want to go straight towards that coffee. Maybe it's orange juice, milk, uh, Diet Coke, Mountain Dew, uh, energy drinks. I'm thinking about some of my good friends and different things that they share with me when I ask them that question. Um, you know, hot tea, iced tea, uh, there's just lots of options there. and Of course, you know the good old coffee, but... What I'm trying to do this week is just help you fill your spiritual cup, your heart, your mind, and your soul with what God says. We've been basing it off a of 23rd Psalm, which normally you think more about at funerals and things. And yet, as I was reading that uh, recently, it just really spoke to me about it's a way to help us live strong every day, and just how God wants to help fill our cups, our hearts, our minds, and our souls. So we've been sharing the first two days about things that God does to fill our cup. I've been sharing nine things and just quickly review the first couple of days. Number one, God provides for me. Secondly, God sometimes slows me down because I need rest. Third thing that God does fill our cups, He leads us. Sometimes we're just not sure what to do, yet God leads us. Based that off of Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, verse 3, it says, God guides me along the right path. Uh, verse 2 actually says He leads me beside peaceful streams. Uh, God loves to lead and guide us, and He'll help do that. Number four, God renews my strength. Gosh, are you weary today? I'm so thankful that the Lord says, hey, I'm with you. I'll help you. I'll renew your strength. And fifth thing that... This is new to the list. You've been taking notes this week. Uh, that's where we stopped on those four things. We've been kind of focusing on those from the 23rd Psalm the first two days this week. But the fifth thing, that something that I really need to be reminded of, and it's embarrassing to say, is a that has been in ministry now for 20 years. But God reminds me that my life is for His honor, not my honor. God reminds me that my life is for his honor not my honor Uh, you know it says there in verse 3 in the 23rd psalm the last part he guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name talking about god's name and uh, you know yet i have to admit sometimes that my pride gets in and i'm worried about how i look and uh you know what's in it for me and all those things and we know what the word pride the What's the middle letter of the word pride? P R I. (laughs) I D E, the letter I is in the middle, and uh, it's easy to get caught up in that. But Psalm 115, verse 1, reminds us that not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and your faithfulness. Friends, when I reflect over my life and I think about how faithful and how loving and how generous God has been to me. Oh my goodness, it just makes me want to get on my knees and lift my hands up to there and just start worshiping Him. It's kind of interesting, you know, Chris Tomlin, it's probably been at least a decade now, but wrote a song called, Not to Us, and uh, not to us, but to your name be the glory. And friends, uh, we all, I mean, I know I need to, and I believe a lot of you listen today, we need to be reminded, man, that this is just a dress rehearsal for heaven, and God is just molding our character into the image of God, and helping us get ready for heaven someday, and, um, you know, that old saying that uh, done a lot of funerals, but there's not a U-Haul behind the hearst. You know, friends, we don't take anything with us. You know, heard it. Story a long time ago, John the uh, Rockefeller was one of the first millionaires ever, which was a lot of money back then, and he passed away, and somebody asked, well, how much did he leave behind? And the (laughs) guy responded, all of it. (laughs) We do, friends. We just don't take anything with us. And, um, man, it's okay to have nice things. God loves to bless his kids, and uh, we're blessed to be a blessing, so nothing wrong with that. But the fact of the matter is, friends, just want to encourage you to maybe be focused more on relationships and family and friends, and be generous with the resources that God's entrusted you with, uh, because we are here to live for His honor and not ours. And the example that I heard a pastor say many years ago, and you know, I'm an athletics guy, love sports, former college basketball coach, and fortunate to do the LCA football games on the radios. my eighth season as a play-by-play guy, and just so enjoy that. Love football and basketball. But, you know, on all jerseys, 90, I say all, seems like 100%, maybe it's 99, but they have the name of the team on the front of the jersey. and Then on the back of the jersey, you have the last name of the player. And I heard this pastor say, you know, many years ago, uh, if you're a follower of Jesus on the front of your jersey, it should say, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus or I'm a Christian Okay, I'm a follower of Christ, and on the back, obviously, you have your name. But who do you play for? If you're honest, you play for the name on the front of the jersey, or the name on the back of the jersey. And that kind of stung me because, if I'm being transparent, a lot of times it's about the name on the back of the jersey, and uh, I have to be reminded of that—that that I need to die to self and John chapter three verse thirty. Nobody modeled better than John the Baptist. Uh, he was on the scene and uh, you know, baptized Jesus, but he was the guy before Jesus. Then Jesus showed up on the scene. Of course, he's doing miracles and things. And some of the people are just kind of like divided, like, we don't know what to do. Who do we follow now? John the Baptist was the guy, but now Jesus is here. So they just went to him. Some of them did and said, Hey, who do we follow? Do we follow you or do we follow Jesus? And I love John the Baptist response. He says Jesus must increase and I must decrease. Jesus must increase and I must decrease. And I tell you it's amazing how God has put that verse in front of me every so often every few weeks somehow it shows up and I need to be reminded friends I need to hear that. And today I just want to encourage you to pray that simple prayer, Jesus must increase and I must decrease. It's just a beautiful thing when we just say, you know what? It's all yours, God. And unfortunately, in our world, that surrender looks like a sign of weakness. But actually, as a follower of Jesus, it's tremendously strong. And we have more strength when we surrender. When we lift our hands up to say, you know what, God? This is all yours. My life is yours. Take my one and only life and make it count. And friends, may that be all of our prayers today. Jesus, just take my one and only life and make it count for your glory. May you increase and may I decrease. A sixth thing that we can learn from the 23rd Psalm about how God loves to fill our cup each day is God makes sure that we're never alone. God makes sure we're never alone. If you look at verse 4 in the 23rd Psalm, it says, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Of course, it says the beginning of verse 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley or the King James Version, you know, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but David wasn't necessarily talking about you are dying, but you know, you're going through a dark time like this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Friends, it's such a comfort for me to know that God's saying, hey, I am with you. Everybody else may abandon you. and That may be where you're at today. You're like, Greg, I just feel like nobody's on my team, man. Doesn't matter whether you're married, single. Doesn't matter if you work in an office with a lot of people or if you're self-employed or you're a homemaker, um, you know, uh, you're retired. The fact of the matter is sometimes I think we all can feel alone at times. We may not be physically alone necessarily, but just mentally, emotionally, we feel alone. I heard Joyce Meyer say one time, she said, you know, I talk to single people and they're sad, and I talk to married people and they're mad. <laughs> and yet, friends, we don't need to be sad as single people. We Sure, God doesn't want us being mad if we're married. And uh, obviously the Satan the enemy loves to cause the, just stress and marriages and things. But the thing that I know that I know is that Uh, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And Remember, as a follower of Jesus, you always have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit with you, and you can call up in on any time to help you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6 says, "'Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you.'" So we can say with confidence, "'The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid.'" What can mere mortals do to me? Friends, we've all had bosses sometimes that, you know, they can be intimidating. But I want to remind you, you don't have to be intimidated to anybody because Jesus is with you in Hebrews chapter 5 or 13, verses 5 and 6. Really remind us of that. The seventh thing we can learn from the 23rd Psalm about how God fills our cup each day is God protects me and God comforts me. Talked about that just a little earlier there about, you know, it says in the 23rd Psalm, your rod and your staff, they protect and comfort me. Friends, God is your protector and your provider. Know that. Stand on that today. I had a Christian counselor shared that with me. I was going through a tough season of life, and uh, they prayed that prayer with me before I left that day. And uh, that's been a long, long, long time ago, but I still quote that prayer all the time in my own life and for many, many others, that God is my protector and provider. And it was true back then, and it is true today. I think I love this quote by Rick Ward. He says, God sometimes removes a person from your life for your protection. Don't run after them. Friends, I don't know who that's for today, but somebody listening, I need to hear that. Maybe you're in a relationship, a friendship, dating relationship. I don't know, but God has removed somebody from your life, uh, but you may not think it's him and you're trying to force a relationship, the friendship, whatever it is, and yet God's just I may be saying to somebody today that's listening, let them go. Let them go. I'll take care of them. Maybe it's somebody you're trying to help. It's in an addiction. Sometimes people have to get to the end of themselves. And uh, I know I can be guilty of trying to rescue people. And so sometimes we have to let people get to the end of themselves. And sometimes God just removes people from our lives for our protection. Don't run after them. Take that wisdom from Rick Warren. Jodie Erickson Tata, uh, what a powerful quote from her. You don't have to be alone in your hurt. Comfort is yours. Joy is an option. And it's all been made possible by your Savior. He went without comfort so that you might have comfort. He postponed joy so that you might share in it. He willingly chose isolation so you might never be alone in your hurt and your sorrow. She shared that a few years ago. And uh, here's a lady that knows pain, heartache, discomfort, Uh, could definitely play in the why me card uh precious Joni erickson tata at the age of 17 uh was injured in a diving accident was paralyzed from the neck down Uh, she's 73 years old now and still writing books uh about her life and about helping you grow in your faith amazing part she's done some really fabulous paintings because the one thing she could use is her mouth and she paints with her teeth just amazing saying you know what not the plan i would have had but god i'm gonna let you use me anyway and so jody erickson taught it, you should look her up a uh, thing that god does to fill our cup for the 23rd song psalm god pursues me with unfailing love and goodness the bible from genesis the revelation is god's love letter to us telling us not only that he loves us but showing us what he has done to demonstrate his love for us it's a quote i heard from billy graham many years ago and it's so true friends the Bible is God's love letter, us, and he shows us that, how he pursues a personal relationship with us, how much he loves us. And last but not least, how does God fill our cup for the 23rd Psalm? God is with us today and until we enter the gates of heaven. Obviously, he talks about surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. At Psalm 23, verse 6. I qu- close with this great quote by Max Lucado. Stay strong. Your test will become your testimony, and your mess will become your message someday. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax deductible donation, please go to our website hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today.